grief is something that you just don't get over, but you learn yes. to live with it. Is that correct? Absolutely. Would you agree? Yeah. It's Absolutely. something that we learn to live with. And I had had another reading from someone else who was talking about it's a heartbreaker dealing with grief, mm-hmm. but at the same time, that's just it. We have to learn to deal with it. Would you yeah. agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. What would be your biggest message that you would say that you would tell someone in order to manage that grief? What would just be one of your thoughts? Well, one of the things that one of the messages of Grace and Grief and, and one of uh, a, a central part of our mission is to help people know that it's not that you get over it, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. It's not something you're going to get over it or doesn't matter especially if you think about somebody lost their husband or even if they lost you, you lose your parent or a child, mm-hmm. you know, there may never come a time where you don't think of them or you don't wish they were here or you don't miss them um, or you don't have some emotions come up. But one thing we say is we let people know it gets better. It, you know, over time it can it gets better and to the point where it doesn't feel as severe the pain as it does in the beginning because it's almost like a cut that hurts and is bleeding, but eventually it scabs over, it heals and it scabs over. Um, and you can touch it and it's not as tender. Um, so that's one of the things we say, just to let people know there's hope that, you know, it's not going to feel as um, devastating emotionally and as um, disorientating emotionally to the same extent forever. And the second thing is we let people know you can grow through loss. The soul can grow, yeah, through loss where you become research shows and the Bible supports the fact that a person, be, not in spite of what you've been through, but because you've mm. been through it, yeah, you're transformed in many ways that are beautiful, that are powerful, that deepen who you are as a person and how you experience your life after loss. Exactly. I can, uh, let me add to that. Oftentimes I tell people that when you're dealing with grief, because someone has said, well, what's the difference between grief and mourning? Mm -hmm. And I want to share because you pointed on some real key things. And even what I addressed to a widow support group that I have, when we talk about grief, it just, it's a part, grief is an internal, it's an internal uh, meaning or giving to the expression of a loss. And this mm-hmm. internal is the piece I really want to emphasize. It is emotion mm-hmm. of sorrow, suffering, a hardship, and a loss. But the word also says that it's the mourning. It's when you take that grief from the inside and turn it on the external expression, on mm-hmm. the outside of yourself. So think of it that way. Mm-hmm. Another way of defining mourning is grief gone public. How about that? Mm-hmm. Grief gone public. Let, let me give you a story. Let me give you yes. my story. And I want you to see the difference. Yeah. Um, and this is just in my head. I want to share the fact that I don't call myself an authority on grief, but I can relate to it to the point that I can tell you that I had lost seven loved ones within the course mm-hmm. of seven years. Oh, my seven ones within the course wow. of seven years. But here's the piece that really gets me. Five out of them, I sat there and I watched them take their last breath. I'm going to give you one piece, my mom. As my mom was transitioning, I had one daughter on one side, another daughter on the other side, and I was at her foot. We were taking turns helping suction her 
and moving the oxygen and just helping her, you know, you helping her to, as I said, breathe, breathe, Ma. But at the same point, I knew she was transitioning. As I sat there, I watched her, and I watched her take that last breath, and I jumped up because my one daughter said, Ma, I think she's not breathing anymore. And I said, no, no, no. You know, I jumped up, going to deal with no. What's the first part of grief? Uh, denial, right? I, but I got angry. I'm like, no, 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 let me check, let me check. So I got up, and then I went to check with the pulse. And, you know, we have this little thing. You put the pulse in there and get a gauge. And then I said, oh, no, let me just check the blood pressure machine, the other one that you do that. I'm like, no, let me just check. Let me just put this here. And let me just see if she'll respond if I touch, if she turn her here. You know, you, I'm in a panic now, but I'm then sitting and knowing. I'm like, mom, mom. And then my daughter, one daughter busted up crying. She stopped mm-hmm. and said, move that. And then the other daughter said, Ma, Mom, I think, I think she's gone, Mom. Then when my daughter said, Ma, I think she's gone. Then the other daughter said, no. And she left out of the room. And then I went right, like, Mama. Mm-hmm. And I called her. And I mm-hmm. stood there. And mm-hmm. then it's like my heart sunk. Yeah. And I just watched her. And then when my daughter went to her, I was like, no, no. I just got it she did and as I saw and we started moving everything away it was nothing else to do yeah but just cry and then I said all right now I have to call everybody I have mm-hmm. to call I have to call the family other family members that weren't there I have to call and so I had to grab my composure real quick but then at the same time, when they finally came, I had to call hospice, and they came and they actually officially pronounced her gone, then it's like something else sinks into you. And then I knew my role was, now get ready for the funeral. That was my next step. So I, I blocked any other part of that grieving. Right. I blocked it. I had to stop it because now it was my job to do the other thing. So now I tell people, give yourself permission to grieve. Yeah. Give yourself, because when you don't, it's still up in there. Until <laughs> yep. you finally have to go through these days and weeks and months without them. And then that's when the morning starts. That's when you're starting to carry this other atmosphere of irritability, you know, mm-hmm. all these other things that start happening. But that's what we have to go through. And yeah. we're going from sadness and then that grief and then the morning. Mm. It's a process, and that's the other key piece. Grief is a process. Yeah. And you don't want to stay there. It is a process. That's right. But I hope you were able to go with me through that process. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and some people don't want to, but I learned from another uh, therapist. They said, you know, there are five steps that you have to go through just mm-hmm. accepting whether your grief is due to loss of a dog, you know, I had to get mm-hmm. hip to that because some people were grieving even over their dog, and I, I didn't yeah. understand because I was never a pet lover. I mean, I never had one. I'm living with one now. <laughs> but I see, and I know because when that's all they have, that's a relationship that you see is gone. Exactly. And we, it will never be the same. Exactly. You know, I love what you're saying about the fact that we go through a process. Grief is a process. Um, Yeah, I I read a lot of books about grief when my husband Mm -hmm. passed away. Yeah, because I wanted to, 
I wanted to understand. I felt like I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what I was experiencing. And so I wanted to educate myself. And that one of the things I learned through reading was that grief is not linear. So sometimes you're all over the place moving through the stages. <laughs> yeah. Then you go back to a stage and then you come back yeah. to a stage and then you're maybe in anger and then you come back to acceptance and then you go into longing for the person and you yeah. come back to anger, you know. But as long as <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can relate to you know right. <laughs> as long as you're moving and you're not stuck, then you're doing okay. And that was what as long as the grief bus is, is still in motion, wherever yes. you're at. <laughs> I like that. As the grief right. bus in motion. I yes. Like as long as the grief bus, you own it and it's in motion. If it gets broke down and stuck and now you're not moving from anger and it's been two, three, four, five, six, seven months and we're still at anger now, that, then that's when you know, okay, I need some professional help or I need to that's talk right. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Professional help is sometimes required, but again, I'm going to mention once again the stages of grief are denial. Because, like I said, when I jumped up, I didn't want to believe my mom was gone. Right? That was right. denial. Then I got angry. I'm like, no, no, stop! You don't need to do that. Right? Second step, anger. Third one, bargaining. I'm like, come on, mama, come on, just just a little <laughs> bit long. I'm not ready to let you go. Right? So I'm bargaining. I'm really bargaining with God. Come on, God, give us a little bit more time. Right? Yeah. And then the depression hit. No, that's step number four. And then it's five, acceptance. And that acceptance really doesn't come just in that order. Like you said, it's not just that clear cut like that. Mm-hmm. But it has to come over time, and that's when you find yourself able to laugh again. You know you're getting somewhere then. Like I can think about her, my mom or my husband, or either those steps that I went through. And this is how it was. It was my brother, and six months later it was my husband. My oldest brother, my big brother who I looked up to, right, then my husband, then my other brother, right behind my husband a year and a half later, then my sister, two years later after my brother, and then my mom, two years after my sister. So it's like, but I was able to function in between them all. But just because you're functioning, is like I said, even now it's going to be almost eight years since my husband passed, I mean, you could be existing and not living if you're not tapping into all that you've done, and you have to acknowledge it. Yeah. Acknowledge it. And that's part of the five steps, and I want to include that, five steps to help yourself. Mm-hmm. This is one that I learned from another therapist. They said, step one, and these are in steps, the S, means share what you are experiencing with someone who cares about you. Share. Mm-hmm. This yep. is part of the reason why I formed the Widow Support Group, because yes. I knew the other women were going to know. They know how you feel. That's right. And then T, tell the truth about how you're feeling. How many mm-hmm. times do you think we deny how mm-hmm. we're feeling, um, accepting change? And this is a poem that I have in my book about the heart of a widow. It's called Accepting Change. There's nothing is forever. Everything must change. Truth be told, my heart wants to be loved. My heart wants to give love. That is the nature of the heart. Life without love is not fully living. It is just existing. I am living my life, and I'm going through seasons. There are seasons that changes through this life journey. Widowhood is a process. The songwriter said everything must change. Nothing stays the same. The challenge is accepting change and learning from it. Learning mm-hmm. from it. Yep. Can you can you relate to that? That's what you were saying about getting up. 
and yep. doing something, even though the sorrow may come another day, but every day make a commitment yeah. to, to accept what it is mm-hmm. and roll with it. <laughs> Absolutely. 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 So I hope that we shared a lot today, but I'm hoping that as we go forth in this here series of different maybe short podcasts or virtual conversations, the next time I want to put this on Facebook and mm-hmm. maybe we'll invite people to ask yep. a question, even in the live session. We will ask people to make a comment or they may have a question. And if we can help, maybe between my eight years and has it been four years for you? It'll be four years on Monday. On Monday. And mine will be eight years November the 22nd. Okay. But our 12 years combined gives mm-hmm. us, um, that's a good that's a good number for us <laughs> to have years of experience to be able yes. to talk about how we managed it, how what we learned, and what we can share. We Absolutely. don't claim to really be experts according to somebody else's terms, mm-hmm. but we are experts in the experiences. And sometimes people learn from others' experience. That's right. And if you share and maybe something between you and I that we can enlighten to help somebody else. And I do hope... Someone got something when we share this later. I hope they get something from our messages, from our stories. Is there anything else you'd like to conclude in this here before I would close us out? Because I know our time is running shy. It's just a 30-minute moment that I would say take a moment with prayer. Take a moment and think about. Just think about the grief process. Yeah, I just want to thank you for having me and 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 uh, being here with me and on this journey of widowhood, and just want to encourage everyone to know that they really can live a beautiful life after loss and a, and a bold, powerful life after loss and grow through the grief process. Yes, yes, yes. That's it. Go through it. Okay. I heard someone. So Kent, I want to thank you for allowing us, and we're going to work these pieces together. Because remember. <laughs> I'm I'm working on it. They have like the stages of grief. I'm working on a five step, uh, twelve step program. I'm glad you mentioned okay. those before my eight. I'm working on a twelve step program on managing grief. I'll share that with you the next time. <laughs> You're listening to Let's Talk About It from the Heart of a Widow, hosted by Regina L. Stingley. This podcast is sponsored in part by RLS Enterprise Consultant Services. My model is from life through health to death. I got you covered. For more information, call me at 773-744-7884. Again, the number is 773-744-7884. If you would like to support this podcast, please feel free to send donations to Cash App, RLS Enterprise, and or subscribe to 316magazine.com. Again, the information to support this podcast Cash App, RLS Enterprise, and or subscribe to 316 Magazine.